I'm Claire Sparrow, a second generation Pilates teacher, and I've been teaching Pilates for over 20 years and practicing for even longer. I'm passionate about helping people take the lead in their own health and well-being. I'm Sophie Rugg, I'm a long-standing client of Claire's, and I'm going to ask all the questions you've been wanting to ask about how to achieve this. Join us as we chat after class to explore the wider benefits of Pilates in everyday life. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you today, Sophie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited again to be talking to you. And this week, I really want to talk about the last two years. They've been quite... I love that you took a big intake of breath there, like, <laughs> oh, the last two years. Because I can't believe it's coming up for two years, isn't it? And I think listeners know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's two years, isn't it, since we've first heard the word COVID and the world went crazy. And in the UK, March 2020, we all, we all went home. Uh, we didn't know how long it, it would be for. And I don't know about you, but I really struggled to piece together the last two years and everything that's happened and, and what happened then and what happened after that. But I do remember that initial feeling of being quite panicked about how I would cope, how we would cope. Um, and for me, that was about the schools closing, about suddenly working full-time from home, um, about my children, about this virus mm. that we knew nothing about. How about you? Oh, all, all of those things too, Sophie, honestly. I mean, the the few weeks leading up to the, the, the lockdown, I just couldn't imagine how things were going to evolve some people were already starting to close and mm. and and do things online and I kept clinging I felt like I was clinging on to all that I knew um and hoped that it stayed the same and I also remember really thinking about all of the people around us in our community and setting up WhatsApp groups. So getting involved mm. in the, the local business WhatsApp group and making sure everybody had what they needed and information was being shared and we really stepped up as a business community and then setting up a WhatsApp group for my local, like just our street, you know, so okay. that everybody okay. in our street, because there's a real, it's a really intergenerational street. Yeah. So we have some older adults and young families. And so making sure that everybody knew they could just call out to one another to get an extra loaf of bread or whatever was, you know, because we That's didn't so know. Because nice. who knew what was going to happen? And I just felt like this older couple that live near us who are their family, young family, live way, way away. And knowing that they were going to potentially need some support. So to know that we could all be there to support each other. And then on the 16th, that Friday, when they, I I mean, I felt like my heart had been ripped out of my chest. I was heartbroken. And I'd used um, Zoom a little tiny bit before, okay. but only as a participant. So I was uh... actually in a Zoom team meeting with Pilates educators from all over the, the world. And I just wept. I sat and wept 
like I was grieving something that was bigger than me in that moment. Mm. And even in that, we were on a screen that they were holding space for me and supporting. And I wasn't the only one weeping and Mm. grieving and recognising what was happening. Um, And from that release, so I had to let it out. I then was like, okay, we've got to take some serious action now. So we just didn't sleep for the next two days, taking everything, learning how to, to work Zoom from the other end of it, teach all my team, write all of our programs to be done at home. My husband delivered equipment to people all over our area so that we could deliver mm. the high, because I, what I couldn't, it's like I couldn't let go of the quality of what we do with people when we're teaching them. I couldn't let go. I still wanted that high standard to be be achieved in people's homes because I knew for some people it was going to be the only thing that they Mm. had in their schedule Mm. and for some people you know I've there's quite a few people I can really see crystal clear in my mind who were struggling three kids at home Mm. working full-time from home spouse working full-time from home and that you know, like our class that we do on a Tuesday night, Mm. eight o'clock, I can see those people so clearly Mm. how much they were, they needed that class. They, they were clinging on to that in their, in their schedule because it was a moment away, an escape, connecting with other people, being separate to Mm. the challenges that we were all making our way through. So I just, I had to do something, had to keep it going, and I had to keep the standard mm. that we, that I strive for in the studio. So you weren't putting much pressure on yourself at all. Oh, then. my gosh. <laughs> and the team and my husband who, you know, always steps up and rescues and, you know, does whatever is needed. So, yes. Yeah, and I, I can still, now you've, you've gone back, your memory, I think, is clearer than mine, but now you've, you brought that up. I can remember that first virtual class I did with you, March 2020, I think it was. And we were all, we'd never seen each other on screen before. We were yeah. all, hello, hello, are you there? You yeah. there? And then I, I can also remember there were little nuances to the class, like I think now you mute everybody. <laughs> and at the time we weren't muted and we were all so used to chatting in class or mm. making those, oh, that hurts yeah. <laughs> type comments and just that bit of banter, which I really miss actually from mm-hmm. the virtual classes, but it did take some some ironing out, I yeah. think, didn't it? So what what, have the, what were the challenges for you in teaching Pilates, <laughs> other than that immense pressure that you put on yourself? <laughs> the, yeah. What were the practical challenges? I mean... practical challenges I mean just learning the tech that was something else you know little things that we now take for granted like pinning yourself on zoom so you're the only person seen or not if it's more appropriate muting everybody those tech things and then also it really reminded me 
back to the days of beginning teaching where we would do a lot more demonstration of movement. So when you're on Zoom, you need to be very clear, very precise with your instruction and your direction with people. And demonstration becomes way more essential for people because it's a visual medium. Uh, So that was, it was interesting to kind of get back into that way. And that was good for for me and I know a lot of our team at Chapel Elton Pilates to get back into our own practice a little bit more because we had to show up physically for our clients. And I think that was a real benefit um, for everybody. Um, And I guess I, I... I like the creative, and it sounds funny to say I liked something about this whole thing, but I, I did. I liked the creative challenge because I'd set that high standard for myself. I then wanted, I then had to be creative. Like, how was I then going to make the dining room chair as mm. fun, functional, interesting, useful as possible? And so I love to be creative. I love to take the principles of Pilates and the movements that we know and love and how do we fashion that in a way that's going to really do justice to the people that are showing up and doing those classes. So I love the creativity of it. Yeah, that that, that, make, that, that makes a lot of sense. What What's worked well? Is there anything that's kind of working better for you online? One of the great things is it's just made the world so much smaller. And that people who I used to teach, you know, I nearly cried even just this last week when somebody joined who's come in and out of classes through, you know, the last probably 10 or 15 years with me. And she's moved out of the UK. She's then gone, tried some other things and gone, oh, nobody's as good as you, Claire. She literally said it in class, nobody's as good as you, Claire, so I'm coming to Zoom. And I just, if we didn't have this new, this other way, this hybrid model, I wouldn't be able to still engage and support people. And I'm not the teacher for everybody. Mm. I am for that person. And what a joy that she can still come and do a class with me. Um, And because I work with a lot of people internationally, student teachers, for example, it just makes it so much more uh, possible. Like you can reach, and for me too, personally, for my own education, I can attend and participate with the teachers and educators and mentors that inspire me. I don't have to wait for a conference or wait for something to be able to travel and go and do that. And it means that we can all truly do what we want to do. We can follow the teacher we want to follow and not have to just do the one that's local to us. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And you know, be, being able to continue with Pilates in the last the last couple of years has been a real godsend, not only to mm. me, but lots of other people. You know, first of all, it gave us some normality. You're 100% right in that first lockdown that we had in the UK. You know, Pilates night would roll around and, you know, I'd see the same people, the same class, and everything felt a little bit better somehow. It was like an anchor, mm. like an anchor that, that, that we came back to. But, you know, time's gone on and I've been working at home the last couple of years. I have needed Pilates more than ever because I'm hunched over a desk and, you know, truth be told, not moving enough. What have you seen in your clients over the last 
couple of years. Mm. What what changes have you seen? Actually, people doing more Pilates, ah, which has been really interesting yeah. because of exactly what you're saying, that we've actually ended up being even more sedentary because of working at home. Mm. You don't even have the walk to the bus stop or the no. walk to the, the train or whatever. You're not even getting around a building the because the you're just, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really very interesting to see it's made more time available for people to do it. They've, they're acknowledging, I'm seeing a lot more sort of acknowledgement of the need for it to, to balance the, the new lifestyle mm. that they're, that they're living. And there's things like the, 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 the chair posture, which we talk about yeah, often, that, that's about become that. really a lot more stuck that, yeah, that chair posture. I've thought about that, people being shaped like a chair. It, <laughs> it, it goes through my mind when I'm working, like, am I chair-shaped? And my son actually said to me the other day, Mommy, stop hunching over, you're, get, you're getting a thing in your neck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wake-up call. That's frightening, isn't it? <laughs> Absolute wake-up call. What's, what's stayed the same for you, even though you're working in quite a different way? Is there some things that have stayed the same? Oh, what has stayed the same? I mean, my conviction, I mean, it's not even stayed. I think it's increased mm-hmm. in this time, probably. Um, not really. Not much has stayed the same. Really? Yeah. Mm, that's that. That's interesting. And um, what about, I know you're in circulate in international communities (laughs) (laughs) have I said that the right way love it (laughs) and so you're talking to other people in other parts of the world and you you I feel like you know what's happening with Pilates do you think Pilates will change as a result of the pandemic oh no doubt it has and I don't think it'll go back I think many people will be maintaining the the hybrid model. I mean, look at my mentor, Lolita San Miguel. She's the only remaining elder of Pilates who was certified to teach the method by Joseph Pilates. And she's gone online and she's still online. Remind me how old she is. Oh, she is 87, I think. Yes. That is phenomenal mm. to go online at that stage in life and yeah. be happy to, to pivot. She pivoted yeah. like you wouldn't believe. And and she's come up against some criticism by being online. And actually, I can see, you know, everybody has a, a different opinion, mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm. However, what I can see is that she so clearly understood Joseph Pilates' mission about the accessibility and reaching more people and everybody having Pilates in their home, that she's doing that. She's she's gone, wow, really and truly, we can be in people's homes. And she also believes so strongly in the, the, the kind of accessibility financially as well. And if, if travel costs a lot, that might be a barrier mm. to somebody learning from 
the 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 living legacy of Joseph Pilates mm. and everybody now has that opportunity which is just phenomenal to me that and she's leading and and setting an example for the the rest of the Pilates community to appreciate the value of reaching people where they are breaking down the barriers to entry for Pilates because she knows as well as I do that everybody needs it and can benefit from it mm, what a role so, model yeah what absolute a role, role model. model what about in the so that's kind of internationally has there been a change in the uk do you think with other other studio owners that you might know or, or teachers i know you mentioned in class and i'm interested in this that i know some teachers were going back and teaching in the studio and also virtually at the same time did you think about doing that that's not something um that i felt would work for me as a teacher because I want to, because of the way that I teach, because I'm teaching you, I'm either circulating the screen square by square, giving corrections yeah, and scanning, yeah. or I'm walking, circulating the room. I don't feel that I could give people in the room and people on the screen the same quality that they deserve being in, you know, trying to be in two places at once. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I've kept some Zoom classes and some in-studio classes so that we can really clearly differentiate because for some people, Zoom is the way forward for life because for some people, they recognised that they could fit in with a lot less stress in their life, maybe from the travel or whatever, so that suits them. And then there's other people who are just desperate to get out of the house. And so that's, you know, it's important and they want to use the apparatus and da-da-da. I'm somewhere in the middle of that one. Yeah. I like the convenience of doing it at home that I just Mm. put on the iPad and, and it's there. And at the same time, I want to get away from the screens. Yes, <laughs> and I yeah. would like—I would quite like to to go back. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm mixed definitely in class. And I say this with a smile. I feel like you see everybody still virtually. <laughs> Nobody seems to get away with anything. Is that real? Yes, that's real. Oh. Because you try. For sure, of course, of course, I'm, I am on that screen, she can't see me. I see every move, you know, whether we're in the studio or on the screen, I am with you wholeheartedly, 100%. So sometimes I'll call you out and name names and sometimes I'll just say what the cue is, what you need to work on, remember to breathe or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. and everybody that needs it will catch it. Does anyone do Pilates with you and not turn on their screen? Never. Oh, that's really interesting. Maybe when I've done some education, sort of like a group class for teachers where there's, you know, 200 people, but not general classes. Um, so since the pandemic, I, I had no Pilates equipment at home, no, because <laughs> I just used to come to the studio. So I've now acquired a mat, mm-hmm. a foam roller, a stretchy band I'm on my second because the first one broke and um uh I don't even know the names of it a ball yes ball. softball a yep. softball and a spiky ball brilliant <laughs> is there anything else people should have to, to a magic circle magic is goal. one of my favorites the ring of fire 
Well, here's the thing. I uh, did a workshop not that long ago using the magic circle to kind of dispel that myth because a lot of people think it's just like the 80s thigh master and it's all about feel the burn in your inner thighs. And Oh, my goodness. It's the closest thing, I think, to being on the apparatus at home because of its spring-loaded kind of nature. So it gives you the same sort of feedback and support. And don't forget, it's not about resistance all the time. It's not about making things harder. It's helping you. Everything's there to help you to move better, to feel what you ought to feel, not to just feel some unnecessary burn for no reason. Yeah. So I've just thought of another another piece of equipment that I don't have is a dowel and I use a broom. So in the last couple of years, you must have seen all sorts with people because it's a big, it can be a big outlay, can't it, Pilates? And if, if people yeah. do, once we get home, you might want to buy all the equipment. What are the There's always yeah, something that you've got at home. Yeah. We were laughing about this the other day. One lady used to, we used to do a standing exercise where you slide your foot out and in. And she used to use a little um, car or a little like toy because she's, you know, she had a toddler at the time. And, and so she would put her foot on this little car with the wheels uh, like a Tonka truck and just like roll it out and in and it was brilliant because it was just like being on the reformer we used scooters kids scooters like there's no tomorrow they became all sorts of things they are a brilliant at home kind of tool like I said dining room chair works Mm. really well beach towels rolled up to make the same kind of feedback as a foam roller that's really useful cushions galore they're really useful we use tins of beans or other tinned vegetables yeah um we used rolling pins became really useful um, yeah, yeah so with a rolling pin you can use it to massage out your feet you can use it to hold on to there's lots of things with a rolling pin um plastic bags they were used for different things as what well for? sliding your feet uh, sliding your hands yeah, yeah. all if you've got carpet obviously and yeah I mean, there's so many things. It's mind blowing what we've used and at you've home. You've just reminded me as well. I went for a phrase, and I'm going to do it again in the summer of doing Pilates outside. Joseph Blatton was a real advocate of exercising outside, getting as much fresh air as yeah. you can. And it actually doesn't matter if it's in the winter or the spring. You look up on Google and you'll find a picture of Joseph Pilates in his trunks, his oh, little I've, shorts, I've in the snow. It. I am not looking it up again. <laughs> I have seen that picture and I am not looking it up again. I know exactly it's the, one, the one that, that you mean. <laughs> But no, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, to look back at nearly the last couple of years and I feel like there's been distinct periods of time mm. that because I think it feels like it's been a roller coaster, doesn't it? It's Definitely. gone up and down and I, and I think, oh, yes, I did that. And when we first started doing Pilates in that, that summer of 2020 when we were first doing it virtually and then this happened and then I moved to this room to do it and then oh, I worked yes. out that this would happen. And then I thought, oh, well, this has been going on for a while, so perhaps I should get a mat. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not going away. And then when you have little bits of equipment at home, you're more likely to do it in your own time. You know, yeah. put it beside your desk in your home office or by the dining room table if that's your home office. And just then if it's in your eye line, 
you might just get down and yeah, run around for a minute. that is so true. And I will tell you that I sometimes do do some homework now, which I That's never, a revelation. Never did it before. And I don't even think about it because I sometimes think maybe before I go to bed, oh, my shoulders are really stiff or my hips are really stiff. And it's from sitting mm. and I know what to do on the foam roller now and I've got it to hand. Wow. So I'll that's do huge. some other photo. And I've also discovered you've got a YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Well, I didn't know about that. Tell people about your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's uh, there's just a few classes on YouTube that you can yeah. get at home and they're all quite short. Yes. Some of them are just like little top tips, like standing things that you can do. Some are breathing things. There's a lot of focus on pelvic health because that's my big passion. And so, yeah, little short ones, ring out your spine at the end of the day. That's I how love that one. That's the that's one I return favorite. to again and again when I've been hunched over and haven't even realized how much I've been. I love the yeah. ring out your spine. You can do it quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant so, one. Yeah, just what you need at the end of a computer day. Yes, absolutely. And there was another one as well from one of your, your teachers. You've done like a five minute, get up from your desk. Oh, yes. And move your head. Mm. Move your head around and, and so your shoulders. And so, yeah. And I, I think for me, being able to do it virtually has brought it into my home. Mm. It isn't something that I need to do in a studio for sure. Now, I quite like to. Yeah. But. Because I've got used to doing it at home, I'm happy to do it at home. Yeah. I, I bet that's the same for a lot of people. For a lot of people, what would you say to someone now who's thinking about starting Pilates but is a bit nervous about doing it online? So you know that we went through a lot of that at the beginning. The nerves of you know the technology mm. and being seen on the screen and all of those things. You know, look at where it is if it's going to be online look at the the website look at the social media of the the place that mm. you're going to do it and get a sense of who are the other sorts of people that go is it a friendly community and are they going to look after you mm. because if it's just a you know a, a short sharp if it's very um just do a class and go that might not be the most welcoming and easy environment to start if it's a welcoming environment it's much easier certainly that's what we've really tried to promote is ways of still making it community yeah. so we do like what what's your word at the end of the class and every mm. so often we'll have an after class chat which is what this yeah. has become we love the after class chat yeah so you know looking for there being a sense of community where they'll welcome you in yeah, I think that that's so important. And that was easier for me because I knew quite a few of the people. But that said, now I look around the faces. Lots of new people. Yeah. All over the world. And people. some disappeared as well, come back. Maybe they've gone to other classes. There's Maybe. a few people that have come into the studio too. Ah, okay, okay. So now, as always, before we close, I'm going to challenge you with okay. some quick fire. And remember, quick She's fire. reminding me. Yeah, quick got fire. it, got it. Teaching virtual or in person? In person. Okay. Main thing that's got you through the last couple of years? People. Biggest learning of the last two years? I quite like being on camera. Oh! Can't believe I said it out loud. I don't want that as a quick fire one now because I've got to question you more. We'll have to do another episode on that. Yeah. Oh, no. Interesting. Interesting. 
And on that note, I think that's a really good place for us to finish that. I've really enjoyed chatting about that last couple of years because I think it's so important that we piece it together in our mm. minds, what, what's gone on and rationalise everything that's happened. That's and see the positives to too. There are many, many positives out of yeah. it because sometimes with what's going on in the media, we can get distracted away from how we have been community minded community spirited mm. we've looked after each other we've learned new things and we're we will ultimately be stronger because of it that's a really good note to end on claire <laughs> thank you sophie bye everyone <laughs> thanks claire see you soon for listening we'd love to hear your feedback and questions and any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes of the podcast so please drop us a message and let us know follow us on instagram at reimagining underscore you and you can email us at reimagining underscore you at gmail.com like share comment do all the things you know you need to do to help other people find us and we'll see you on the next episode